This is another episode of On the Grid by Z Prime. Love your energy. What is the employee value proposition going forward for the utility? What is it that's important that we can sort of bring to, to a potential worker and how do we retain them? As we dive into clean technology, whether it's electric vehicles or solar panels or home energy management systems, these are fun technologies that we like to engage with. What is our additional obligation as one of the largest energy companies in the U.S., in the world? What does that mean and how can we impact energy policy? Hi, I'm Chris Moyer with Z Prime Research. I have the absolute pleasure of sitting down with Calvin Butler, the CEO of Exelon Utilities, and Matt Tobias, who is the principal for Deloitte Consulting in the power industry space. Uh, gentlemen, this is a special uh, thought leadership series uh, with the two of you. We're talking about some of the most crucial issues facing the uh, utility industry right now, and it's just such a treat to be with both of you. Thank you, Chris. Thanks for the time. No, it's good to be here. So, first, you know, right off the bat, mm-hmm. uh, Exelon has made its mission about reliability, mm-hmm. uh, safety, and affordability, right. and then added in this long-term vision of sustainability. Why are all four of those so crucial to a successful energy transition? Well, well, first off, again, it's a pleasure to be here with you, Chris. Good to see you. But I think foundational of anything that we do is reliability for our customers because our customers are engaged in this discussion but if they don't have the security of knowing when they get home or in their businesses, the lights are going to come home, come on and the gas is going to flow, all the rest of the things that we do really doesn't mean much. So that's foundational to who Exelon Utilities are. We believe in operational excellence. Then you sit back and say, what is our additional obligation as one of the largest energy companies in the U.S., in the world? What does that mean and how can we impact energy policy? And that's when you get into resiliency. That's when you get into sustainability. That's when you get into technology. So all those things come into play because we recognize we have a bigger responsibility and a bigger role in this national discussion on energy policy moving forward. I know that for Deloitte, one of your major focuses when it comes to the utility industry is how to engage the customer more effectively. Hearing what Calvin just described as he put the customer at the center of all four of those mission, uh, core mission fundamentals, how, how, does, how does your view of the entire utility industry jive with that, that, that vision that Calvin just uh, laid out? Yeah, I, I think it's critical to all that. And, and certainly we're seeing that change in terms of the utility sorely being thinking of themselves as a a supplier and a delivery of energy to being somebody that's kind of critical to the overall well-being of the community itself. And ironically, the more conversations we have sort of customer-facing, we see that that idea of resiliency, cost, and sort of opportunities for the future. What other products, what other services can the utility bring to me to kind of better my life being key to what they're thinking about and what they're looking to the utility? You, you know, speaking of that idea of, of what else the utility can bring, I know that you had such a passionate focus mm-hmm. at Baltimore Gas and Electric for the community yes. and putting the utility at the center of community and economic development. Yes. How are you translating that now that you have six utilities mm. 
that, that you're overseeing at, at Exelon Utilities in multiple jurisdictions, multiple marketplaces, Philadelphia, Chicago, DC, how can you still bring that focus and that passion to community development? It, it's critical to who we are. And when you look at who, where we serve, we serve some of the largest urban areas in the United States, Chicago, Baltimore, Philadelphia, Wilmington, uh, Atlantic City. Those cities all have similar needs. They all, the, the problems exist in all of them. And what we are focused on is that how can we leverage scale, whether it's around job training, whether it's around workforce development, whether it's around economic development and supporting small and minority-owned businesses. Those issues are the same and those opportunities exist, but how do we leverage and take the Exelon scale to go broader? And that's my job, to sit back and say, what's working well in Chicago? Why aren't we doing it in Philadelphia? What's working well in Philadelphia? What can we do to leverage that in Baltimore? That's how we need to think. And the great part about it is I have wonderful CEOs who think like that already, and my job is just to connect the dots and ensure that we don't miss anything. Is there anything that utilities, from your perspective, should be making central to their mission when it comes to workforce and economic development, uh, whether it's, it's their own workforce or, or community development? Yeah, great question. So uh, I think certainly in terms of looking at their workforce, it is a question of how do they attract the next round of talent to really sort of great opportunities, great paying jobs, um, excellent jobs within the community. How do you actually go out and sort of find that, that next worker? Typically, a lot of utilities see sort of a, a less diverse work pool because it is somebody bringing in a relative, bringing in the it's, next generation. Friends and family. Friends and family. Exactly. Rather than sort of going out in the community and saying, who are the right folks that we need to sort of bring in going forward? So, and Chris, we were talking about this a little bit before. It really is thinking about what is the employee value proposition going forward for the utility? What is it that's important that we can sort of bring to, to a potential worker and how do we retain them? So Chris, if I can on yes, this, because do. it's so important. Chris Crane, Exelon CEO, is the chairman of the EEI this year. And his, he has two initiatives that he's spearheading. One around resiliency, but just as big as workforce development because what we have recognized is that, to the conversation, we have a large segment of our society who never thought that they could work for the utilities. So across our jurisdictions, we have established academies here in D.C., where we are today, Infrastructure Academy that was set up by PHI, PEPCO, where they have had graduated well over 30 individuals trained to work in the electric and gas industry, if not directly for them, for our partners, our suppliers. In Baltimore, my chief of staff, Robbie Matthews, led our effort that we graduated our first class of 13 in a workforce collaborative with a nonprofit agency. All 12 of those people have jobs. And we've not, not only that, we've gone into the high schools and given those kids in inner city schools hope that they can do something other than just go to college and they can have careers. They will come out making well over $50,000, $60,000 without overtime, and they have a career that will sustain their family and them. That is when you know you're making a difference, and we believe as a utilities, utility companies, we have the potential to have that impact far and wide and just dig deeper into generational opportunity. I, I think that that, is, that that mission is evident, and what I, what I also see is then the potential benefit to, to the customers yeah. as well. Yeah. 
you mention and you speak so passionately about uh, improving employee satisfaction yeah. and, and the steps you took to, to do that, to understand mm -hmm. the employee and how that ultimately leads to customer satisfaction. Mm -hmm. Would you mind sharing that story briefly? Which one? You know, they, I, I, I say that because it, it's, when you take the time and really get into having discussions with your employees, they'll definitely let you know what you're doing wrong. Right. And, uh, and you will appreciate it. My team is not shy about it. But what my employees were sharing with me early on is that they, they didn't understand the need for all the change. As a 203-year-old company, we've been doing this. Why are you getting engaged? Why are we doing this? All this. But when you explain the customers at the center of everything you do, and that we are a part of the community, not just part of the community, we should be a leader in the community. And it doesn't have to be uh, in conflict. Matter of fact, it's in partnership in what we do and how we do it. That's when you know you're powerful. And when you take the role of being a leader in the community and in partnership with them, employees get excited because now they're hearing great things about the company that they work for. The, you know, when you survey employees, they will tell you the number one reason I work for this company or that company is because of its civic engagement. And what we were doing a lot, but we weren't telling our employees. We weren't engaging them at the grassroots level. They appreciate and have engaged deeper than I ever thought. Last year alone at BGE, employees donated over 30,000 hours of their own time. That's not even the monetary. That's just hours volunteering. We have a requirement that every vice president sits on two nonprofit boards, not just give money, but sit on it, work, roll up their sleeves and engage. That's when you know you're making an impact, when you're having leadership positions around all those social civic institutions that matter to the growth of a region, not just in Baltimore, but in Hartford County, Carroll County, not just in D.C., but in Prince George's and Montgomery. That's how you know we're making a difference. Speaking of making a difference, I know that your focus on the customer of all economic uh, levels and stripes uh, is, is really, really important. And as we dive into clean technology, whether it's electric vehicles or solar panels mm -hmm. or home energy management systems, mm -hmm. these are fun technologies that we like right. to engage with. But yeah. how, can we, how can we share that, the, the benefits of clean energy across the economic spectrum and across all customers? That, that is the, the billion dollar question. You know, how do those who have the least enjoy and, and get use out of these new technologies that are coming into play? A lot of it is going to be done by policy because this is what we're finding. A lot of tech companies aren't going to go out and say, I'm gonna put charging stations in the most impoverished neighborhoods. But we as a utility have an obligation and an opportunity to do something about it. So I gi I'll give, as an example, the Maryland Public Service Commission credit. They allowed just a couple of months ago a pilot program in an area in Baltimore called Johnson Square where they're allowing us to partner with Lyft with EVs, charging stations, to bring that to the community. But what we have to do is do more of that and demonstrate the value because you can't leave anyone behind. Because how the policy run works right now is that the more people put solar panels on their roof, those costs shift to those who can afford it least. 
and we have to address those issues. And I think the utility has an obligation to be front and center of that debate. And we can't um, push off that responsibility. We have to own it. Matt, we just spoke with Calvin Butler, the CEO of Exelon Utilities. Thanks for sticking around and, and chatting a little bit more about the future of the utility industry. No, happy to keep talking. Yeah. Uh, what a great conversation that we just had with Kelvin. Uh, he talked about workforce development, community development, uh, uh, electric vehicles, the future of the, the energy industry. What were some of your uh, biggest takeaways from that conversation? Well, I, I think a few things, and, and to me, top of mind is just his passion and focus about the customer and about sort of the utilities place as the, the center of the community. And it's something we're sort of increasingly seeing as sort of aspects change within our society, as expectations around the utility, what they're going to provide, how they're going to provide it, uh, start to stretch past just simply delivering power and delivering ability into the market. At, at Deloitte Consulting, you have been working with Exelon and, and other utilities to really change the focus uh, or, or highlight the focus of the, the importance of working with the customer and customer engagement. How should utilities do a more effective job of engaging with their customer? Um, I think a, a lot of it starts from the top, really sort of understanding their customer. Chris, we were kind of joking about this before. I think a lot of utilities, unfortunately, don't necessarily understand exactly what their customer is looking for. Um, they feel that they themselves are a customer, their friends, relatives, aunts and uncles are customers, and sometimes make decisions around what should we be doing, what are the products and services we should be offering, based on a hunch based on intuition rather than having that direct conversation saying what's most important to you. Matt, thank you so much for sticking around and chatting with me a little bit more uh, about the changes that are happening in the energy industry. Uh, are there any last thoughts, final thoughts uh, from the Deloitte perspective on where the industry is headed over the next 5, 10, 20 years? Wow, uh, I, I feel like if I could answer that, you know, we, we'd certainly have all, all of our clients kind of banging down my door. But I think, Chris, like we've talked about, it, it's a really exciting time. I, I think you know, probably the, the biggest thing is the transition into kind of a products and services market, as we've talked about. Um, you know, utilities looking kind of beyond delivery into what else they can do as part of their customer experience. So I think it's going to be an exciting couple of years. Thank you again. Great conversation. Thank you.